welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I am your host, Amar. And before we get started, please make sure you hit on that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. With that being said, we have our expert series. I have an amazing guest. She is a digital creator, a plant-based chef, and a nutritionist specialist. Welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast. Natalie, how are you? I'm doing great. Hi, Omar. Hey, well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hop onto the podcast and share your story, make sure that you give enough value, and more than anything, let, let the audience learn about you. So I appreciate you taking, taking your time. So with that being said, Natalie, why don't you let the audience know who is Natalie? Hello, everyone. <laughs> My name is Natalie Golba. I am former model. Now I became a chef and nutritionist. I have a passion for food since I was six. Uh, I like to help people. I have my personal story. How did I get into nutrition? And I think today we're going to share that. Yes, that's that's exactly what it is. And from like former model to now former, now to like digital creator, plant chef, plant-based chef, and nutritionist specialist. Let's just jump right into it, Natalie. Why did you decide to jump into this nutrition, this is nutrition field, the chef field, like what made you decide after being a model to go into this world of being a chef? Well, after being models, the being model is not the beginning of my story. <laughs> so I grew up in the family of doctors. My parents are doctors. My grandparents are doctors too. And when I was growing up, like I have these questions that I wanted to know about nutrition and every member of my family would tell me different story, what is healthy. So I was really confused with that. And I just I have to find out what is true, what is not on my own. So at the age of 16, I believe, uh, we start having this fashion TV channel. And I saw the gorgeous, beautiful models. And I thought, I want a body like that, no matter what, like I want it. And at the time, I didn't know how, how can you get into that shape. So I just stopped eating for three days. Oh. <laughs> I dropped probably I dropped probably 10 pounds a day to use weight super quick. Obviously, it wasn't healthy. Then I was like in a very long way. Like I don't, from a lot of people I hear all the time that like, oh, it's easy for you. You're skinny. It's like, I didn't mean to be skinny. Like I wasn't born to be skinny. Both of my parents have, like, my mom is always on a diet to be in a certain shape. My dad is not on a diet and not in a certain shape. So I don't have genetics, how they call it, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. to be that naturally skinny. But I always want it. So my way of finding my perfect um, nutrition plan, my perfect diet, my perfect this lifestyle, it is a lifestyle, was years and years and years of hard work. So I have a degree in economics that I received back in Russia. Then I started studying music. It was it's another passion of mine. And after that, I uh, wanted to become, a, not wanted to become a model, just to move to the United States. It was an interesting way. And I knew people who moved from my country with this career. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to be a model. And for a year or two, I just got working out every day, taking pictures every day back back home in Russia. 
and I got into to the great shape. However, after moving here in two years, I started gaining weight like tremendously. I gained 25 pounds over like six months. I wasn't eating, I wasn't eating that bad. It's just like the food in the United States is just different type of food. And whatever I would do, whatever I would do for three years, I work out two, three times a day. I tried every diet you can think of. I became plant-based, but whatever I would do, I would lose five pounds, I would gain 10. I would lose five pounds, I would gain 10 until the number became critical. I was not just unhappy with myself, I would be skipping castings, I would be skipping friends meetings, I would be skipping dates, like I would be skipping, I would make plans and then I just look at myself and I didn't like I thought people would perceive and just have an idea how I look because they remember those pictures how I looked like two years ago and I would end up on my own going buying more food eating again and gaining more weight so but at the same time I never ever wanted to accept because people say accept I knew it's not healthy I, I felt like a big monster just observed me and like these bodies not me. Like I still remember who I am. I associate myself with what I was before. It was the age of like 28, 29, 30. And I just knew that I want my body back no matter what. I knew that there are women who are like 55 and they look their body looks like 18. I knew I want to be one of them <laughs> no matter what. And it's very hard when you work like imagine for three months, imagine for six months, imagine for a year, imagine for two years. And you have zero results. It's very hard not to give up. It's very hard, but I think I cracked the system. Yes. <laughs> so now I can I can even eat a little extra, and it just it just doesn't doesn't stay there anymore. Well, that's the, well. Thank you for answering that question. That was very detailed, Natalie. Yeah, because yeah. there's something that you said that I hear it all the time. Because especially being a mentor of coaches from all over the world. They say when they come to the United States, the food that we have in the United States is not the same and much more unhealthier. Now, you being obviously a chef, can you elaborate what's the difference between the food in this country versus the food in Russia, the food in, you know, overseas, the Middle East, wherever, wherever there is or South America? Mm -hmm. Why is the food yeah much more heavier in, ob in obesity. Why is obesity such a big factor in the United States and not anywhere else? I guess the quality of how you grow your even farm animals or the fish or the vegetables, even of organic, like and in the beginning, you don't know, like we don't even have at the time a thing like organic in my country and the food was still healthy. So when you just move here and you go and buy those beautiful tomatoes that taste like plastic like that's already amazing <laughs> at the same time like I quit eating meat just because it was so disgusting here like I didn't even want to become vegan at the beginning it's just like compared to what I had back at home it was yeah I just couldn't couldn't have it anymore and then slowly and surely it's I think it's the way like the law comes here, what you put into the soil, how you raise, how much water you put into the vegetables, just so they they are they look bigger, so they can you can sell more of it, so it, it weighs more and the the cost is per pound. I think it's it's part of that too, and the portions. I remember that for the first time when I arrived, it was Miami, 
and I went to the restaurant and I like back in Europe, like you always get like one, two, three appetizers and the main. So once I ordered that, like even the appetizer, the size of appetizer, I couldn't finish it. The salad is for the portion of like three people back home. So all of that, like at the beginning, you just start eating less and you adjust, 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 and you're getting together with the culture. Portions, not high quality ingredients. Yeah. No, I, yes. And you're, what you're saying is that in the United States, they tend to put a lot more preservatives. They, they, let's just call it what it is. I know they do hormones on a lot of the chickens. I know they do, uh, you know, steroids and and whatever it is to get them, you know, bigger and and fatter. And what's crazy is that Natalie, I didn't tell you the story, but I'm a vegetarian. And the reason Mm -hmm. why I'm a vegetarian that when I was eight years old, I believe eight or nine years old, I got to verify with my parents. I went to Sacramento, California, where my, my uncle's family had a farm and we were on the farm and then it was time to, for dinner time. And then they just went to the back where all the animals were and they just did it in front of me. And ever since then, I have not eaten meat. And uh, one thing that I, that I wanted to share with you was that me and my buddy John were on a trip through like Texas and we were mm-hmm. driving through and they were talking about free range cows, free range chickens, right? But it was a farm and these cows couldn't even move. These chickens couldn't even move. Yeah, yeah they were free ranging. Yeah, they weren't, you know, in a in a cage, but they were technically in a cage without being in a cage, if that yeah. makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah, that's another. Well, that's how I become vegan. Like that, the reason was absolutely ethical. I didn't know that it's healthier actually for your health. Like I didn't know back home. Like we did learn to eat meat, and like my parents who are doctors think that like good farm raised lean meat in certain cases is very healthy, and that's what I was growing up to learning. Like good, a lot of greens. Quarter portion should be good grains and half a portion should be protein. So, and the protein, what I've learned would be meat. However, I did give up thinking it's unhealthy. I just didn't want anyone to struggle because of my taste buds and anyone to die because of it. So I thought even if I will live five, 10 years less, like it's worth it. And then much later, I've learned that it's much healthy. And I saw people when they're 50s, 60s, 70s, and they're flying. They're working out, they're doing yoga, they're doing ballet, and it's so amazing. I, I don't know why not everyone is there yet. I know, and I, and I, and I do really feel, though, that I know, like, in, in the United States, the, the land of the free, a lot of amazing things of this country, let's, you know, let, let's, not, let's not bash it, or myself at least, yeah. but I do know that, like, mm-hmm. the obesity, the, the unhealthiness, the, the kids being less mobile, less exercising, I mean, you're a nutrition specialist, so for somebody right now, because they say this all the time, I hear this all the time as a vegetarian, Amar, you... How can you get your nutrition, your protein, if you're not eating the steak, you're not eating the chicken, you're not eating the salmon? What is your advice to those people who who think that, hey, you have to eat meat to get all the nutrition that you need, especially protein? And then I always answer to them to think that to get pro- like to get protein, you to get muscle, you need to eat muscle is like to think that for the cow to give milk, she needs to drink milk. The body doesn't work this way. I love that analogy. <laughs> the, 
the body doesn't work this way. Look at like a lot of animals who have so much muscle, like jumping on the jungle and have like the exercise is what builds the muscle. Of course, enough protein is like there is so much protein in the plants. You just need to adjust and educate your body how to receive that protein. Because if for the years and years you were eating only it in the meat form, so did your parents and grandparents, it might not take overnight. So I always go slow. Like you can cancel me today, but you probably should leave some eggs and fish at the first two, three, four weeks. And then you slowly remove things and slowly reintroduce other type of food into your body. So it's not a shock and just good exercise. Honestly, the exercise is what built the muscle. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Just there, right? on its own. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of the things too. I love that you said that the exercising is because with you know it's what you put in, but you also got to move your body. And a lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. that they have to move their body. So, what is your take on far as like the exercise and how much should you do to build that lean muscle? I mean, depending again of what you eat, eighty percent of success is still in your diet. Like if you, I exercise three times a day, but I, for the women's body, like when you exercise so much, you start eating so much more. So I don't think it's that healthy to overdo things. So I was hiring a trainer just to have the balance, not to overdo things. Not that I didn't do enough. Right now, my routine includes five exercises a week, Monday to Friday and Saturday, Sunday is optional, which could be just a hike or walk or do something, but I don't like to. Uh, push myself to overdo or always be on the schedule but it's good to have a schedule and to work days however like what literally doctors advise is two and a half to five hours a week is a good number to follow for female okay and you work out three times in one day you said i used to yeah oh my god i can just tell you right now i worked out yesterday and I did not work out today because I'm so sore. So the fact that you're able to do three times in one day, yeah. and right, I'm just trying to talk myself out of it. So that's that's yeah. crazy. And for you to do it three times a day, yeah, you're right, because you're you need to fuel your body. So you're eating a lot more as you're doing that. Right. But that was a modeling years and that was my priority. My body was like the main provider of the mind. I did want to get those results too when I was trying to lose weight. So there was a number of things that I'm still not thinking it's good and right and healthy. Like everyone have their own balance, but unless you're an athlete, three times a day is probably a little too much. <laughs> yeah, just just a little. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's let's jump into this digital creator because what's cool about this is right before right before we got on offline, Natalie was just giving me tips on my podcast page, and we were just talking about you know kind of the things that that I should be putting up. And I mean, she's just a genius in the zone. And I, and I love, love your, I love your take on, you know, your views and your, your digital creator, create your digital creator mind. So please kind of elaborate to the listeners exactly what do you do with the digital, you know, as a digital creator and how does it benefit the social media? Well, first of all, I think after, after the modeling, I've been working as a private chef and nutritionist to individuals. And uh, what I've noticed, like uh, my main goal, my main purpose in this, because I really wanted to help people, but you're limited in how many people you can help at the same time. What those digital platforms goes is just the power of inspiring so much more, so many more people than you can do individually working one-on-one. I think in the 
nice and not pushing form. You can inspire people to live healthy, to love life, to love themselves, to, to, to do good things in this world. And that's my main goal with social media. Yes. And I love that you said that because I had somebody on my podcast, a good friend of mine, Casey, and she stated that social media is the new business card of 2022, 2023. Their websites are not the thing as much anymore. She said that the way that you want to grow your business today is social media. That is it. That is the number one thing people look at. Business people, right before they hire somebody, they look at LinkedIn. I know yeah. people that are in, in, in the media or the sports world, they go in on the social media and go in there. So what is your take on that? I think you should do you should do both. And absolutely, the social media is what you represent, what you bring into the world. It should be very clear what you're doing, as I mentioned to you before. It should it should be representing who you are, and it does look like a business card. Landing page, business card, like this is the minimum. You don't have to put, if you have a not a big business, if you're even attorney or lawyer, I think it should be at least have a landing page, at least have like last 16, 18 pictures and like very clearly represent your services. Yes. And I love how you said landing pages because we, you and I were talking offline about collecting emails and yeah. I feel like, you know, I'm, as I said, working with mentors, we realize that, you know, when you are able to capture the emails, you're able to send, you know, keep your audience engaged with what you got going on, right? So what do you think is the most creative way for somebody listening right now that wants to capture or wants to, you know, they want to develop that landing page or they have that social media and they want to start capturing emails? What is your, what is your advice to them? Well, think what you can give meaningful to your audience sometimes you have to question also what do they need because you can think that people want certain things people expect you to do certain things you can that's why so many businesses are closing up because like they start building before they have a demand and customers so it's just like one person idea so to question your audience to have a little questionnaire of what they want to learn from you. I think it's a good start and then give a little taste and piece of it to ones who want in exchange to get an email. Yes. And you said something again, powerful. I love this, Natalie. You said that 80% of businesses don't succeed because they focus on everything, essentially trying to make the website look pretty. They're trying to put a lot of time into the stuff that don't make them money that they end up ignoring the major part, which is, as you said, focusing on the demand of their business. So I think that's very, very powerful because I I see that all the time where I have business owners that have an amazing idea for their business, but what they're doing is they are not doing anything for their actual business to grow it. What they're doing is distracting themselves, building everything else, worry about everything else instead of actually going out and trying to get clients. That's true. That's true. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, so that's pretty badass. So now with I know you we got you got a lot of things coming up that that you're going to announce on your social media and we're going to have Natalie's social media on the on the show notes over here. But Natalie, as far as you know, you being a digital creator, a plant-based chef, a nutritionist specialist, right? And you said you do private chef events, correct? I now, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do you, do you do that? I, I, I used to do it. Yes. Right now, I don't have, honestly, time. I have to focus on creating that digital product that could 
benefit much more people than any of those events used to. So I still love it. It's my past, but uh, yeah, at the moment I don't take any more new clients and all my focus is digital creation for the product that more people can use. So then let, let the audience know exactly where do you specialize in digital market? Like who's the type of person right now that needs digital creator Natalie to help them out? Uh, someone who uh, was working for very long who always put the health ideas on the side, who always wanted to do, but now there is so much information that you end up doing nothing. Mm. Someone who wants to have everything in one place, who want to do day one, step one, where do I start? What do I do? So that is my perfect client. <laughs> so the person who has the idea, but doesn't know how to go from there, you're able to create their business, create their brand, create their product, and be able to put it out there on the World Wide Web, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's awesome. Now, let's let's transition a little bit and talk, talk about you lived in Russia, and then you lived in the United States. Yeah, we spoke about the food differences and everything, but I got to ask you, living in, a, living, living in a completely different country with Russia and coming to the United States, right? What is your favorite part about the United States compared to where you used to live? Well, where I used to live also changed a lot. So I don't have a lot of favorite parts right now from back there <laughs> besides, besides nature and some type of culture. But I mean, the weather to start with, to be honest. Natalie does live in Los Angeles, California. So yeah, she's definitely being very, very, very lucky with that beautiful weather out there out west. And I moved from Florida, which was, the weather was even better if we're talking about winter, I think. Florida is the best, one of the best places in the world for winter. It's still United States, you feel safe and protected, but uh, it's warm, you can swim in the ocean, I think it's magical. So that, that feeling itself, like, that's just, doesn't matter what happened, what was happening in my life, I was just waking up happy, just having everyday sun shining on me. So the weather is the biggest difference. That, that That's the pressure. I mean, it is. I mean, especially you going living in South Florida to now living to the West Coast from Russia. From what I hear, yeah. a lot of my friends who's been out there are like, it's freezing out there. It's really, really cold. Or as you said, there's a lot of certain part times of the year. It's beautiful. And as you said, the nature part. But yeah, you you definitely do get the advantage of the weather over here. But it's, you know, it's affecting your um, happiness hormones, your mood, your energy like it affects everything your excitement your inspiration i think it's not just the weather it's just like how the sun affecting everything we do oh yeah i even my mentor rob dial he he said that it's it's so important in the morning when you get up he said as a man just walk out take your shirt off and let that sun hit your body and he said, let mm -hmm. it hit your body because you feel that right, man. And you, as you said, it naturally gives you that boost. It naturally lets your body wake up versus taking all these supplements and all these pills and all these whatever. He's like, no, just go out there and soak it up. Take advantage mm -hmm. of nature. Take advantage of that sun. And that's exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So Natalie, as we wrap this up, as we wrap up this podcast, as I said, I know you have a lot of exciting things coming up that you're going to announce on your podcast, but 
you know, New Year's, New Year's is here. And there are people right now who are like, I want to eat healthier for this. I want to eat healthier. I want to start working out. I want to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? But then they go into their New Year's resolution and they end up eating like shit the first day. And then they're like, forget it. It's done. I... I can't take this diet. I can't do this diet. I am, I'm a, I'm a mess. I'm not going to work out. I missed out the gym. What is your advice to those people who want to live that healthy, great, 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 lucky health? Let me re- rephrase this now. I'm getting all too excited. What is your advice to that person who wants to diet, wants to eat right, wants to exercise, and then when they commit to it, they end up talking themselves out of it because they are just so upset with the fact that they did not follow through with that. So what is your advice to those people? So I will just say one word, consistency. Don't allow one failure to ruin your life because you are what you are the most. If you eat 90% of your time, good, healthy food, and then all of a sudden you add a burger, guess what? It's not going to do a thing to you, but on the opposite side, if you add burgers all the time, one salad is going to not going to make you healthy. So whatever it is, if you decide to do something, just continue doing. Don't focus. It's like in meditation when you like repeat your mantra and then all of a sudden some thought come, you just go back to your mantra. So you go back to your routine. You don't criticize. You don't analyze. You don't get upset. You just go back to what you wanted to do. That's it. So I love, 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 love that you said consistency and it's okay. It's kind of the same thing like, hey, I want to be strong. So I go to the gym for one day, I exercise. I'm not going to have my dream body. And what you're saying is, it's like if you're doing consistency, eating good and you slip up, it's okay. Just get back to it. Yes, exactly. If you're, if you want it like to, Go to the gym and then all of a sudden you miss the day or two. It's okay. Just make sure you go back. So why do you think people end up just beating themselves up and self-sabotaging themselves? Because of fear, fear of failure, fear of perfectionism too. Like if you think it must be this way and any other way is just not perfect way. So there is no point to do it at all. Like all those factors. I, I, I was a victim of all of them. So... I love that. I love that. And that's why it's so awesome that you're here to share your story about that. Because a lot of people, you know, and I said this to you before we got on the air, it's like, a lot of people think, oh, look, Natalie, yeah, she, she just woke up one day, and she was a model, and then she was a chef, and then she was all this, and they don't understand that. No, like, you were, you were dealing with, with weight issues, you were doing that. And you, as you said, was a victim of a lot of this, and you're continuing to work on yourself. Correct. Yeah, till nowadays, I'm still continuing to work on myself every single day. And do you still not... slip up? Of course, absolutely. I'm still, <laughs> and I'm still slip up. I just it doesn't affect me anymore because I know what I am, what I'm here for, and I know like the way to get out of it. It's called confidence. Consistency <laughs> creates confidence. I say that all the time. But I now, like that. I yeah, like that. Yeah, no, consistency does does create confidence because when you're mm-hmm. able to do that, then confidence creates success. So you're able yeah. to go in, you know, and be just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, and doing it. Then you're mm-hmm. able to be confident because you see a little bit of the results. And when you see a little bit of the results, you end up wanting to be more successful in the area. So 
I wanted to do, yeah, just wanted to reiterate that. But Natalie, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy, crazy schedule to hopping on the Leaders Life podcast. Please let the listeners know we'll have everything on the show notes where they can connect with you, how they can know what's going on and how they can, as I said, just more than anything, know what you have stored in the near future. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure to meet you and your audience and let's chat soon. So where can they connect with you? Where can they connect? Tell them your Instagram. What's your Instagram? Oh, my, yes, my Instagram is Natalie Golba. So is my Facebook page. So is my website. Everything goes to Natalie Golba. But most of the content I make right now is on Instagram. Perfect. And then we'll have that in the show notes. So Natalie, thank you. Thank you again. And that's that. Thank you all so much for showing up and listening. Please click on that subscribe button so you never, ever, ever miss out. And make sure you share this with your family, friends, and tribe. Remember, why not you? Why not now? I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day.